Hi, I'm Julie. I'm Laura. We're longtime friends who know a good year at Real Talk can solve almost anything. And we're transferring our skills and experiences to our new coaching practice. Whether you're making a big decision, exploring a new path, planning a project, or you just want to learn how coaching might help you, join us for our conversations on Coaching Through It. You know, I've been thinking about how we're integrating coaching into work. I think both of us are doing that in various ways. Particularly, I have been thinking about peer and group coaching, knowing those are different, but uh, just kind of that, that sort of how are we setting up other folks to do the coaching of themselves in some ways? I like this. Uh, yeah, we're also doing this in, in my role in an in a executive development program is taking coaching skills and they practice with peer to peers so they could essentially bring it back as a manager to their team and those they lead. And it's been very fascinating to me. So I want to hear a little bit about your peer and group coaching, uh, mainly group coaching. And it sounds like you've been doing something around groups in general. So tell me what's been going on. Yeah. So I'm working on a, a program that is, you know, identity based and um, have done some caucus work like way back in, in other programs I've been a part of, right. Which comes out of social justice work a lot. And so this is not caucusing by any, any means, but I think there's value in it when you're in uh, identity-based groups to having time, right. Without a facilitator, without uh, maybe someone from the outside kind of in that space. So that's, that's what started it for me was like, how are we, how are we getting this group together? Um, and helping them kind of move their, move the conversation forward. Right. So we want them to be a support for one another, but also giving them some tools because this is a program on leadership development, getting ready for promotion. So kind of giving them a space to, to do some of that work. And, and so we're we're looking at coaching for that. Um, So to dig into that caucus, um, can you explain to listeners that maybe I've never heard that before or don't come from the social justice realm? Like the main goal of a caucus would be to yeah, is to to be with uh, folks with uh, similar and same identities, um, usually to talk through uh, concepts or ask questions. I think a, a great example that maybe folks have seen on their social media is, you know, white folks, depending on folks of color, to educate them around topics of social justice. <laughs> um, and so being in a space where folks of color can speak freely and, and then also being in a space where white folks are the ones holding themselves accountable doing their own education, doing their own work around topic. In some ways, psychological safety, right, is, is, is key in those, in those groups. So taking that, and again, these aren't social justice-based conversations, but this idea of the identity-based experience, I think, is, is valuable. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I wanted you to share what that was, just in case people have never experienced that. Yeah. You and I come from student affairs and other backgrounds where we would do caucus events at conferences. So you would go to, and we all have multiple identities, but you would pick one to sit in on, listen, learn, talk, contribute, and talk about issues related to what's going within that group that we need to talk about. And so it is pretty, it's a pretty unique experience if you've not done it. So what ways is coaching coming into this for your, your groups, your leaders? Yeah, I think, you know, one thing that we've run into with Uh, our program development is this notion of how do we make sure that a leadership development program isn't set up so that it feels like you're trying to fix, fix the individual instead of like fix the system. Yeah. 
I think coaching is in that space of giving folks an opportunity to really dig into strengths, but also identify barriers and and emphasizing the skills and tools that already are within them, right, to, to navigate this system rather than saying like, hey, you need to be fixed or, hey, you need to do something differently, right? Um, I think, I don't know, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I think we both think that coaching has a way of, of building confidence a lot of times, right? And, and, and allowing folks to kind of really tune in to what's, what skills and things make sense for them. That's interesting. And how are you, so we haven't talked about group coaching, but like group coaching has some interesting impacts, especially if you're based around identities or affinity for your, your group or your org, how are you setting up? Because a group session is similar to a regular session where you maybe set an agenda or you have, sorry, the group sets an agenda and says, what do we want to talk about? What's really significant for us to dig into? And what do we want to leave this circle? So I think I'm in, I've been experienced being in groups and practicing with groups of three, five, six, but what size groups are you like, do you want to explain the logistics for folks that what you're doing? Yeah. So we're still really experimenting, right. And trying to find uh, what works because what I'm running into and, and, you know, I think, you know, this as well is it's uh, folks want to jump to the solution. They want to solve the problem for their, for their friends, right. Mm-hmm. Um, or for their peers. And so we're really struggling with, uh, how, am, how are we identifying a coaching space? And then also how are we, um, kind of creating, uh, an environment where folks feel like they have something to offer, right. In a group coaching experience or that they might have a perspective to share and, and that it doesn't have to be perfect. Right. So mm-hmm. a lot of our work right now has been, or a lot of my work has been, well, that format didn't really work or that setup, you know, <laughs> needed some adjustment. <laughs> um, and I, what have you tried? Yeah. 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 So, um, we, we've tried a couple of things and the first one we tried, um, just kind of opening it up and like setting up for coaching, like folks knew and had experienced mini coaching, I would say we'd done Mm -hmm. some, if you're familiar with liberating structures, which I'm pretty sure we've talked about before on the podcast, and we can link to that. There's one around triad consulting. And so they'd done some of that in a facilitated experience. So this notion of like presenting a problem, getting some feedback uh, that was in, in their program experience. Right. So building off that, we, we tried a, you know, who, who has an issue right now or who is experiencing kind of a, a roadblock based on all the work that they had done before. Right. So they sort of had uh, parameters, if you will, around mm-hmm. the topics. Um, and, and we led you know, I led some questions, the group led some questions, but feedback was mostly like, I, I didn't know what was appropriate to bring, like as mm-hmm. a challenge or as a question. So it was like, okay, so let's give them some frameworks then, right? So like more frameworks. Um, and in the second one, we've tried providing a, a specific topic, which then, <laughs> and I think back from my student affair days, fairs days when students would be like, I want this. And then you give them that. And they're like, that's not what I wanted. Um, and so <laughs> we provided some topic-based questions and they're like, oh, that doesn't apply to me. And so <laughs> you're like, okay, you know, um, and, and I think honestly, uh, you know, maybe this isn't what I am wondering as I'm experimenting and learning about group coaching is that, well, one, this isn't like a, a super sustained formal space, right? Like these sessions were set up a month apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did not have influence in that kind of structure. That structure was already in place. 
And so I don't, I wonder about continuity, right. And kind of like momentum within that space. The groups are also pretty large and, and it's not the same folks necessarily that are showing up because the decision had been made to not require these sessions. Sure. Um, and so I do wonder about like the safety, the comfort, right. The relationship building piece and um, have taken lots of notes on that for future programs. And, and thinking that really, is this not a group coaching, but more of a peer coaching space mm. and, and giving them, uh, you know, for our last session coming up, thinking about if we give them, here's how to ask some questions, right? We've talked about question formation and, and just let them go into small groups, right? And, and see if that uh, in a more peer coaching kind of totally not facilitated, if that gives them more space, we'll see. That's interesting. I think we're on the same page. So like group coaching, things I've been thinking about beyond work, I've been thinking about wrapping it around kind of curriculum, which is what it sounds like you're, we run different learning and development and leadership programs. So wrapping it to it is interesting. Um, I'll share the peer coaching experience we did in a program. Uh, we have our leaders do emotional quotient EQI assessment, and they had to talk about their, maybe their lower strength ones uh, in that, like where they have a roadblock. So it might be energy at this area or not, uh, or thinking, not thinking ahead, long-term goals or something else they struggled with. And we um, gave them three coaching questions and kind of direct directions on coaching. So asking them um, what's, what's the issue here and what else? Is there anything else? And we framed it as, and it was great. My boss did this really well and said, here are the parameters of what coaching is. And I loved it. So she, she went through and said, you're going to ask a question. You're not going to jump to a solution. There is no advice giving bold. And you're just going to listen and take notes and be a thinking partner. And then they stopped. And one woman was like, you couldn't have planted this question better well, why can't we give advice if we know? And so it's such a barrier because, and this is a challenge. Like, I love that we have brilliant people we work with because they are solution driven and like, I want to help and get you to do the thing. And we know that it's not going to help or empower the other person unless they come up with it on their own. Mm -hmm. So that was the best ever. And I just looked at my boss and and we had to break out into pairs and then come back and say, what was useful for you? What was hard? And people are like, I really had to hold back from giving advice. And like one was in the main room that was being recorded and we jumped in and uh, 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 no (laughs) solutions here, but it's a really a challenge for some great leaders we work with not to jump in and do the solve. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think too, like we're fighting a bit against our, 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 the culture of our company, right. Which is, which is to do that solve. And I, I have, in reflecting back, so I, I inherited pieces of this program, you know, made the decision to not change midstream on folks and just kind of play it out. And, and it is interesting because they're really looking towards this idea of promotion for within their career. And so that feels like a problem to solve in a lot of ways. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, it is, it's, I think, not a growth situation where mm-hmm. other coaching might be, right? So I, I, I wonder how that setup impacts the openness to coaching, right? Or the function of group coaching. Because it's like, no, wait, I have a very specific goal and there mm-hmm. are very specific steps. And so I want to talk about that and solve that problem, right? Yeah. 
something I learned follow up from that. So we did the session Tuesday, came back on a Thursday live class meeting. And one of the participants said, I did this with one of my staff or someone else. Like I did this at a staff meeting and practiced the skills. And they're like, because they usually wait for me to jump in and they look to the leader in the room to give the answer. And I said, and I didn't, and I just held my tongue for seven seconds. It was really hard, but they came up with really good solutions. And now their people and teams are empowered to do the work and they feel vested and bought in there. And it's the long tail of coaching is what I see. Mm-hmm. Cause like, yeah, we, we have the bias for action where we work, but it's also recognizing that long tail planning actually helps other attributes. It's not just about promotion. It's about these skills. We're having them practice in groups and then they can take it back. Cause 50% of coaching, the executive um, report came out from um, ICF, the International Coaching Federation, and 50% of coaches actually aren't coaching, coaching one-to-one or groups. They're in roles in corporations and in industries, just using the just using the great skills they have. And they are, um, this is an example of a leader going, oh, the coaching is not just for me and my like promotion and leadership pathway, but I could also empower people to solve problems or think about their own career development or what are they getting out of this XYZ thing? So I was just like, I, I just love the connecting the dots and they, them going, oh, now I'm going to take this skill that's peer-to-peer coaching and then apply it to other people and maybe also continue to be coached by a leader at my level. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting when I hear you say long tail, because I I have been thinking about that in terms of program design too, right? So now as I'm building a a different program, thinking about how am I already modeling what and how questions before we even introduce group coaching to them or this idea of coaching, right? So the types of discussions that we're already having or the types of uh, activities that we're doing are leading them into uh, reflection, are leading them into uh, you know, open, open-ended questions like that. I, we're not giving advice. We're not solutioning. So that way, when they get there, it feels a, maybe a little more familiar. Yeah. I love that modeling aspect. Like, like they'll see you do it and go, oh, now I'm going to try that as well. Um, I like think these testing little pilots that we have in our work is really fun. Would you use group coaching outside and I haven't, I haven't tested the waters yet, but what would you say? What are you thinking about? Yeah. I think there's a lot of power in group coaching because I think there is, uh, you know, when I think about clients that I'm working with who are, you know, building confidence, looking to make transition, feeling that uncertainty, there's always, I, I think power in recognizing that you're not alone. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think there's definite, uh, uh, good from that situation. I think what I am learning is that committing to a group coaching is very different than committing to, you know, a leadership development program within my employer space, mm-hmm. right? And and how how you're building that is very is very important. And so that group coaching would be something that could be cool to do like externally in in my practice or something like that, the soon to be developed practice, right? <laughs> But that I don't know that a full group coaching program is actually what could be sustainable within the the boundaries of what I'm asked to do for work. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say um, a course that you may or may not be taking this fall. So I, we had like a week on group coaching. And so these are the two questions I'll put out there to the coach. How does it feel to hold space for multiple people? And then for the client, 
How does it feel to share space in relationship to the coach and others around you? That's good. Yeah. I've been thinking about that more because there is an access point. And um, Liz talked about this in the last episode, right? Like she created a space where people could afford. So when you have group coaching, I know that other people might show up and like, let's say you and I had a group coaching program because they're like, people want to think around pivoting or changing their routes or rethinking life and career. Um, People would sign up because it would be probably cheaper. It would also be um, around a safe community that we develop. And a lot of those questions, like we might have them as coaches, but can also come from the clients in the room. So like, I love that other people like build off each other, ask questions or mm-hmm. say, tell me more. And we just set that model up for them. Um, are we building a group coaching session, Julie? I know, right? Well, and I do think there's, you know, I know uh, we say in coaching all the time, you don't have to know the subject matter, right? Like coaching is coaching. It doesn't matter if you've ever experienced that. And there is value, as I've already said, you know, there is value in knowing that the person you're sitting across from the person you're talking to understands your experience. Yeah. Um, And so I think, yeah, I think that's a real big piece of why group coaching can be successful. Yeah. And one thing I will call out since we are in the world of still Zoom and online, um, there is still a pandemic. I will say setting up protocols, expectations. So like maybe your group coaching and there's different models. Like I've seen them go for like two hours, 90 minutes. You meet as a full group of like, maybe there's eight of us, but then you do breakouts in pairs and then come back and share. So people get a little bit about, so like I was thinking about this in terms of the housekeeping how do you set them up really well? Um, how do you set the tone? Is it wrapped with a curriculum of sorts? Like what you could do? I don't know. So these are all like things floating in my head. And now I'm saying it out loud, as I told you before we hit record, I'm joining a group coaching unintentionally. <laughs> You're laughing at me, but I blame my partner. <laughs> right. <laughs> I am joining a PQ, which is a positive quotient pod. There's like a whole curriculum that's wrapped around it. Another coach, uh, my partner, he's has a coach that offers this like for free on the side for his clients. So I'm joining a pod next week. I will let you know how it goes. Yeah. Report back. <laughs> um, it's around, I don't know, I guess like, and I haven't done my homework as a, like, you know what? Here we have the teacher and the coach not doing the work. Um, it just came out today, uh, recording this on a Saturday. So the Saturday they give like a little bit of the curriculum and then the Monday evenings we do team or group coaching for six sessions. So that's the setup of this one. And it's 45 minutes with five or four people I think I've seen in my pod. So yeah. it's, it's interesting because it is wrapped around like, an instrument like PQ and like this mm-hmm. curriculum. So, which I think makes a lot of sense. Cause when I think about any sort of situation where you have needed to build trust quickly, right. Mm-hmm. In a group setting, you're wanting a group to bond. You're wanting a group to reach a common goal. And two things I know all the time, you have to norm set and you have to like create a shared interest. And so mm-hmm. I understand why a lot of these group coaching experiences are built around like an instrument are built around a, you know, a framework at the beginning. Like it just makes sense for, for that flow. So you're saying we need a framework or an instrument. I think we need something. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) This is good. Um, Are you, did you read anything to prepare as you were thinking about, and I'm not even in the group coaching at work or myself, but are you, were you reading anything that you you want to share? 
here's what I think is really interesting is that please someone write the book. Maybe it's us, Laura, because I (laughs) tried to do a bunch of research and there's not a lot out there on group coaching. There really is not. Um, and I was frustrated by that (laughs) because I, I tried, um, you know, Katie, who we've talked about before, uh, the, uh, who ran our coaching program, um, has a couple of good resources in her uh, manual that, for our program. And so I looked at that. Um, and I've just kind of been talking to people who run programs and, and learning to see what they do, you know. And I do really think that the outcome of the program really impacts sort of the the setup, right. And, and how engaged folks will be. And I, that seems to be the hinge point that I'm still trying to figure out is how do you frame kind of the outcome of the experience so that it aligns with a coaching model? Cause I don't think every yeah. outcome can align with a coaching model, but I don't really have an answer for that yet. Yeah. And I love that like people that we were coaching under cohort have done some pilots to try it out. Um, and maybe that's what you and I do. If we want to try one down the road um, is test out and invite people in to say who's interested in X and you do have to wrap it around. Like I, I think group coaching also explicitly says goals, but you don't want to create an agenda, but you do kind of have an agenda, but that's not fully coached. So it's kind of like, yeah. oh, it's kind of like the bigger learning objectives of this program is this coming into it. You, we don't know what the outcomes will really be because that's driven by the group and the clients and all that still to be true, but people really want to know, like, tell me what the thing's going to do and what the outcome is. And until you do a pilot to see and learn and test. Um, and I love that some of our friends and coaching have done this just to say, let's try it out and let's see. Um, and we've said this, like learning from Liz, learning from Molly, like people want to know, like, what does this thing do and how will it get me from A to B or whatever people want to do? Yeah. So I don't know. This wraps into marketing and communication as well. So it really does, you know, and I think there, I I think it's a different type of marketing, right? Molly would be so proud of us as we think about that because I, because it is, it's like, there's a difference between I'm working one-on-one with you on your goals and we can go wherever you want. And how am I holding space for this group that needs to like move collectively together? Yeah. I can't even get both the kids in the car at the same time on most days. (laughs) And I, I love that you said that though, because this, a lot of group coaching is kind of a marketing into one-to-one and people offer, like you get this group package of six meetings and then maybe three with me at this level, or it's an intro to what coaching with me could be. So like these, this group model and maybe side courses, if you do that are kind of marketing pieces to -to one-to-one, right? Did we just like create our, our winter project of like, creating a group coaching pilot uh, we might yeah okay more to come in that um we have to think offline but this gets me thinking yeah we need a book because i've only seen team coaching that's not group coaching yeah um, i've seen a uh was it Lori recommended to us i don't by the time this goes out i don't know if Lori's episode will be out but get excited because it's coming a book on systemic coaching that i picked up right. which i think is is sort of related in my mind right but maybe not all the way, but yeah, there's not, I've, if you know of one, please let us know. Yeah. I think, and then you talked about using some community practice stuff. There isn't one really. And so I think more group coaching will be wrapped around what it's about. So maybe it's on career life transitions. Maybe it's on queer leadership. We heard Liz talk about that. Yeah. How you lead uh, with an affinity group. 
Um, maybe it's on, I don't know, brand and marketing content like Molly does with some of her groups. So I think it's, it seems like they're usually focused on a thing. So like yeah. an executive leadership presence, one could be one, but uh, we'll work it out. Let's yeah. work it out offline. <laughs> why, don't, why don't we coach us through it, Julie? I love it. <laughs> Coaching through it. Be sure to listen to the next episode by subscribing to our podcast. We always welcome comments and questions. Send us an email at coachingthroughit at gmail.com. Until then, we'll be figuring it out on Coaching Through It.